Welcome to the Bible 365 podcast. My name is Randy Gudo, and it is day 182. Our reading for today is coming from 2 Kings chapter 18, verses 13 through 37, and chapter 19, Acts chapter 21, verses 1 through 17, Psalm chapter 149, and Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8. The translation I'm using throughout this podcast is the English Standard Version, also known as the ESV, and our format is the one-year Bible. Let's read. 2 Kings chapter 18, verses 13 through 37. In the fourteenth year of King Hezekiah, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, came up against all the fortified cities of Judah and took them. And Hezekiah, king of Judah, sent to the king of Assyria at Lachish, saying, I have done wrong. Withdraw from me. Whatever you impose on me, I will bear. And the king of Assyria required of Hezekiah, king of Judah, three hundred talents of silver and thirty talents of gold. And Hezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasuries of the king's house. At that time, Hezekiah stripped the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the doorpost that Hezekiah, king of Judah, had overlaid and gave it to the king of Assyria. And the king of Assyria sent the Tardin, the Rabsaris, and the Rabshakeh with a great army from Lachish to king Hezekiah at Jerusalem. And they went up and came to Jerusalem. When they arrived, they came and stood by the conduit of the upper pool, which is on the highway to the washer's field. And when they called for the king, there came out to them Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, and Shebna the secretary, and Joah the son of Asaph, the recorder. And the Rabshakeh said to them, Say to Hezekiah, Thus says the great king, the king of Assyria, On what do you rest this trust of yours? Do you think that mere words are strategy and power for war? In whom do you now trust that you have rebelled against me? Behold, you are trusting now in Egypt, that broken reed of a staff, which will pierce the hand of any man who leans on it. Such is Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who trust in him. But if you say to me, We trust in the Lord our God, is it not he whose high places and altars Hezekiah has removed, saying to Judah and to Jerusalem, You shall worship before this altar in Jerusalem. Come now, make a wager with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you two thousand horses, if you are able on your part to set riders on them. How then can you repulse a single captain among the least of my master's servants, when you trust in Egypt for chariots and for horsemen? Moreover, is it without the Lord that I have come up against this place to destroy it? The Lord said to me, Go up against this land and destroy it. Then Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and Shebna, and Joah said to the Rabshakeh, Please speak to your servants in Aramaic, for we understand it. Do not speak to us in the language of Judah within the hearing of the people who are on the wall. But the Rabshakeh said to them, Has my master sent me to speak these words to your master and to you, and not to the men sitting on the wall, who are doomed with you to eat their own dung and to drink their own urine? Then the Rabshakeh stood and called out in a loud voice in the language of Judah, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus says the king, Do not let Hezekiah deceive you, for he will not be able to deliver you out of my hand. Do not let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord by saying, The Lord will surely deliver us, and the city will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Do not listen to Hezekiah, for thus says the king of Assyria, Make your peace with me and come out to me. Then each one of you will eat of his own vine, and each one of his own fig tree, and each one of you will drink the water of his own cistern, until I come and take you away to a land like your own land, 
a land of grain and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of olive trees and honey, that you may live and not die. And do not listen to Hezekiah when he misleads you by saying, The Lord will deliver us. Has any of the gods of the nations ever delivered his land out of the hand of the king of Assyria? Where are the gods of Hamath and Arpad? Where are the gods of Sepharvaim, Hannah and Iva? Have they delivered Samaria out of my hand? Who among all the gods of the lands have delivered their lands out of my hand, that the Lord should deliver Jerusalem out of my hand? But the people were silent and answered him not a word, for the king's command was, Do not answer him. Then Eliakim the son of Hilkiah, who was over the household, and Shebna the secretary, and Joah the son of Asaph, the recorder, came to Hezekiah with their clothes torn and told him the words of the Rabshakeh. 2 Kings chapter 19 As soon as King Hezekiah heard it, he tore his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, who was over the household, and Shebna the secretary, and the senior priest, covered with sackcloth, to the prophet Isaiah the son of Amoz. They said to him, Thus says Hezekiah, This day is a day of distress, of rebuke, and of disgrace. Children have come to the point of birth, and there is no strength to bring them forth. It may be that the Lord your God heard all the words of the Rabshakeh, whom his master the king of Assyria has sent to mock the living God, and will rebuke the words that the Lord your God has heard. Therefore lift up your prayer for the remnant that is left. When the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Say to your master, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid because of the words that you have heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have reveled me. Behold, I will put a spirit in him, so that he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land, and I will make him fall by the sword in his own land. The Rabshakeh returned and found the king of Assyria fighting against Libna, for he heard that the king had left Lachish. Now the king heard concerning Tarhakah, king of Cush, Behold, he has set out to fight against you. So he sent messengers again to Hezekiah, saying, Thus shall you speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah. Do not let your God in whom you trust deceive you by promising that Jerusalem will not be given into the hand of the king of Assyria. Behold, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all lands, devoting them to destruction, and shall you be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered them, the nations that my fathers destroyed, Gozan, Haran, Rezeph, and the people of Eden who are in Telassar? Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, the king of the city of Sepharvaim, the king of Hannah, or the king of Iva? Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord, the God of Israel, enthroned above the cherubim, you are the God, you alone, of all the kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. And hear the words of Sennacherib, which he has sent to mock the living God. Truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste the nations and their lands, and have cast their gods into the fire, for they were not gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore they were destroyed. So now, O Lord our God, save us, please, from his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you, O Lord, are God alone. Then Isaiah the son of Amoz sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, 
Your prayer to me about Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. This is the word that the Lord has spoken concerning him. She despises you. She scorns you. The virgin daughter of Zion. She wags her head behind you, the daughter of Jerusalem. Whom have you mocked and reveled? Against whom have you raised your voice and lifted your eyes to the heights? Against the Holy One of Israel. By your messengers you have mocked the Lord, and you have said, With my many chariots I have gone up the heights of the mountains, to the far recesses of Lebanon. I felled its tallest cedars, its choicest cypresses. I entered its farthest lodging place, its most fruitful forest. I dug wells and drank foreign waters, and I drawed up with the sole of my foot all the streams of Egypt. Have you not heard that I determined it long ago? I planned from days of old what now I bring to pass, that you should turn fortified cities into heaps of ruins, while their inhabitants, shorn of strength, are dismayed and confounded, and have become like plants of the field and like tender grass, like grass on the housetops, blighted before it is grown. But I know you're sitting down and you're going out and coming in, and you're raging against me. Because you have raged against me and your complacency has come into my ears, I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth, and I will turn you back on the way by which you came. And this shall be the sign for you. This year eat what grows of itself, and in the second year what springs of the same. Then in the third year sow and reap and plant vineyards and eat their fruit. And the surviving remnant of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. For out of Jerusalem shall go a remnant, and out of Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord will do this. Therefore thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into this city or shoot an arrow there, or come before it with the shield or cast up a siege mound against it. By the way that he came, by the same he shall return. And he shall not come into this city, declares the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it, for my own sake and for the sake of my servant David. And that night the angel of the Lord went out and struck down 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. And when people arose early in the morning, behold, these were all dead bodies. Then Sennacherib king of Assyria departed and went home and lived at Nineveh. And as he was worshipping in the house of Nisroch his god, Adrimelech and Sherezer, his sons, struck him down with the sword and escaped into the land of Ararat. And Esarhaddon, his son, reigned in his place. Acts chapter 21, verses 1 through 17. And when we had departed from them and set sail, we came by a straight course to Kaz, and the next day to Rhodes, and from there to Patara. And having found a ship crossing to Phoenicia, we went aboard and set sail. When we had come inside of Cyprus, Leaving it on the left, we sailed to Syria and landed at Tyre, for there the ship was to unload its cargo. And having sought out the disciples, we stayed there for seven days. And through the Spirit they were telling Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. When our days there were ended, we departed and went on our journey, and they all, with wives and children, accompanied us until we were outside the city. And kneeling down on the beach, we prayed and said farewell to one another. Then we went on board the ship, and they returned home. When we had finished the voyage from Tyre, we arrived at Ptolemaeus, and we greeted the brothers and stayed with them for one day. On the next day we departed and came to Caesarea, and we entered the house of Philip the Evangelist, who was one of the seven, and stayed with him. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. While we were staying for many days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea, 
And coming to us, he took Paul's belt and bound his own feet and hands and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, This is how the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there urged him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And since he would not be persuaded, we ceased and said, Let the will of the Lord be done. After these days we got ready and went up to Jerusalem. And some of the disciples from Caesarea went with us, bringing us to the house of Nason of Cyprus, an early disciple, with whom we should lodge. When we had come to Jerusalem, the brothers received us gladly. Psalm chapter 149 Praise the Lord! Sing to the Lord a new song, His praise in the assembly of the godly. Let Israel be glad in his Maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their King. Let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with salvation. Let the godly exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands, to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the judgment written. This is honor for all his godly ones. Praise the Lord. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 8. The words of a whisperer are like delicious morsels. They go down into the inner parts of the body. Today's devotional is coming from our reading in Acts chapter 21. This is a really interesting passage of scripture here. There's several things that we could kind of extract. If I was teaching through this, much like yesterday, well, we just take it and break it down verse by verse. Remember Philip the evangelist? He was one of the seven chosen with Stephen when Stephen was martyred. Then Philip went preaching and he baptized the Ethiopian eunuch. Then the Spirit of God took him away and he found himself preaching in another area. And it says that he had four unmarried daughters. Some translations will say he had four virgin daughters who prophesied. And that means that they were young, teenage, preteen. So he had these young girls, daughters, four, and they prophesied. This is interesting, especially today where there's a lot of contention over the role of women in the church. And that's not the point of this podcast at all. Do you remember the scripture in Acts chapter 2, which is actually a prophecy that Peter quoted? And he said, In the last day, says God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters will prophesy. And this is happening. We see it right here. Four unmarried daughters who prophesied. Then you have this prophet Agabus who comes in. And there are some theologians in some different camps that really argue heatedly. And some people will say that Paul missed it. He missed God. He missed the Holy Spirit. I don't believe that. Most theologians do not believe that. But these were people who knew by the Spirit that Paul was going to be bound if he went there. And then their personal preference comes in. They love Paul. And they didn't want him to go up to Jerusalem and be imprisoned. And so you see here in verse 12 where Luke's writing, and he says, when we heard this, We and the people there urged him not to go up to Jerusalem. But look at Paul. Then Paul answered, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? 
For I am ready not only to be in prison, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. It is very important that you know for yourself what the Lord has spoke to your heart. I want us to go back for just a minute. In Acts chapter 9, after Paul was converted, the Lord spoke to Ananias, remember? And here's what the Lord spoke to Ananias, who did not want to go pray for Paul. He was terrified of him. And Jesus said this to him, Acts chapter 9, verses 15 and 16. Listen carefully. Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. So Paul already knew that he was going to suffer much for the name of Jesus. And so look at this answer in the light of that. For I am ready not only to be in prison, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 14 is very important. And this is where we're going to close it. And since he would not be persuaded, we ceased and said, let the will of the Lord be done. You know, I think that's one of the most powerful things that we could say in various categories. Now, there are things that scripture speaks to that are explicit, that are black and white. It's a clear yes and a clear No, there's no argument over that, but there's some areas in life or trying to discern direction or some, what we call secondary issues. And one of the most mature and important things that we could say is let the will of the Lord be done. Do we trust God? Do we trust him with our future? Do we actually trust him with the situation? I want to, and I hope that you do as well. Let's pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus And God, I thank you that you do all things well. You don't make mistakes. And I ask today that you would let us hear you as you speak to us. And God, if we need to go left, then tell us to go left. If we need to go right, then move us to the right. Our heart says yes to you always. And in all areas of our life, in our church life, in our family, in our own life, we say, let the will of the Lord be done. Draw us close by the presence of your Holy Spirit and reveal your Son to us. We love you. And we ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I hope that you've enjoyed today's devotional. I hope that the Bible 365 podcast has been able to help you grow spiritually this year. After tomorrow, we will be halfway through the Bible for the year. Isn't that just absolutely incredible? I know it's been a difficult journey for some, but I'm so proud that you're just staying steady. Don't give up. Don't quit. If you get behind, just double up here, there, and catch up. Please continue to pray for me. I'm praying for you. Have a great day, everyone, and I will see you tomorrow with day 183.